moon the moon the moon the moon so we're here at the new moon and for this new moon <clears throat> i am dedicating this month i always do a theme starting with the new moon for um the celestial bodies so if you are in a place where you can see the stars holy moly they are incredible right now they are just incredible every night i have to put my chicken's blanket up and i call the cat and it steps me out into this sea of celestial bodies that are just like come hang out with me and i'm like it's 30 degrees <laughs> i don't want to but thank you for being beautiful Good morning, Lonise. Happy new moon to you. Yay. So as I've been contemplating, really revamping what I've been putting out um, with the magical mothering method and with those aspects, um, the magical mothering method is a 13 month program that I created while we were traveling full time and I used the chakra system that is no longer applicable it doesn't feel uh like the right words anymore good morning lisa and so i am shifting it to correlate with the moons so instead of a 13 chakra system it is a 13 moon system and i was like yes this correlates this makes sense this is the missing piece. This is what fits. So instead of it being this 13 chakra system, which we are not Hindu, I am at least not Hindu. The majority of you watching are not of a Hindu religion or culture. 
So taking something from another culture so that we can explain it or describe it better worked for a moment, but it doesn't actually fit because again, it's not our culture. What is my culture? I'm not exactly sure, but I know that I can see the moon every night and I can call to grandmother moon and her silveryness, and I can connect with her intimately in a way that at least is going to bring a bridge and something real and tangible. And we all, no matter what our skies look like, have access to these lunar cycles that we can go step outside no matter what if we live in the city, if we live in pollution, if we live in clear skies, it doesn't matter. Everybody has access to the moon. And so I'm in my own understanding and my own unraveling, finding universal ways of connection and to reconnect to ourselves, our bodies, nature, the tree people, animals, the insect world, plant medicine, herbal lore. I mean, all of it. So how can we do this on a way that it feels good collectively to all of us rather than isolating? And this is another thing I came to a big conclusion about. And that is even having the word goddess culture. I realize it's very divisive. <laughs> it's a not intentionally. I did not intentionally do this. I promise, sometimes I don't mind being divisive and pokey, but this was not one of them. I didn't actually like, I was truly uh, enthralled and excited and woken up by this realizing of the mother, that I have a mother, that Mother Earth is not just a mother, but what if all of the cosmos was birthed as we do? And it just lit me up so incredibly. And it's very pokey <laughs> saying that to people, pokes them if they do not believe the same thing or if they have beliefs about a god that pulled us out of his brain or made us out of clay yet we all know how we got here so putting all of that together I which is why I was kind of in last month's Facebook live it's a new hat sorry I'm a little it's it's sensory I have sensory stuff so I'm, I'm a little distracted I love my new hat it's a very cute new hat um, but I keep itching so sorry I'm I'm getting distracted by it so in last month's Facebook live I was talking about the need for a name for the culture and I realized that we all come from different cultural backgrounds. Some people truly have a culture. So why would I want to take that from them by saying, you need to be in a life-giving culture, or you need to eradicate the culture that you do have, or you need to delete the foundation. I, I love throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I, I do it all the time. I'm like, ah, let's throw it all away and start over here. Not usually the greatest. Uh, way to do things <laughs> because it really uh, messes things up. So instead of doing that, which is ah so grateful for these rest weeks to like give me time to pause, just pause. Because sometimes I get so excited that I just like la, 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 as I do for three weeks straight. 
And then I pause. I'm like, oh, that's how it all fits together. So what I do and what I've been really loving about the three weeks on the one week off is I blah, 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 blah on Facebook Live, get all of my aspects out into the air, manifest them. And then I can visually see all the dynamics that I've talked about on my rest week and go, oh, that's how that fit together. I see that I needed to talk about that to get into that headspace. I see that I needed that in order to get to this conclusion. Okay, okay, okay. And then I can take them all and integrate them during my rest week. And I can come back ready for the next new moon, excited, recharged, recalibrated, and knowing how that theme prior, which really came about as like, the overall remembering your magical self, which is probably not going to be what the name of that theme is because that's all of the themes. Um, but it was incredible to go from at the beginning of last month's lunar cycle, seeing it as like the soul chakra that I had it at kind of, it, I think it was like, um, oh, it was culture. So it was this cultural foundation lunar cycle. And then from the cultural foundation, it was really like pulling goddess culture. What is goddess culture? Reading all the stuff that I've written about goddess culture and how I integrated it and what culture is and how it is and where it is and <laughs> all of these things to then going, okay, so yes, we all have a foundation and it will most likely be the foundational uh, lunar cycle. I'm going to write that down. Otherwise I'm going to forget. So as the foundational lunar cycle during that month, really looking at what is foundational. I had a lot of triggers go on last month, triggers of feeling copied triggers of not feeling good enough. You know, the aspects of worthiness come up and I had a big realization about mother and I know a lot of us have these realizations about mother and I work very hard on not taking what my mother did give me and breaking it down into the pieces that I didn't receive from her because that's not respectful of what she did give and what she did uh, pass down to me. And yet I have a lot of stuff in my own work that I get to work on when I do realizations about the work with my mom. Uh, when I first started this work with myself seven years ago, doing like the magical mothering womb baths and things like that, I really saw myself as the mother. And so a lot of the work that I was doing was with my dad. My dad had passed away, so I couldn't actually continue doing the work with him. There wasn't a physical way to do that. So a lot of the work that I had to do was in my own imagination and things like that and discovery. And I think it was almost easier to actually be honest in the fact that my dad was not around physically to connect with the energy and the spirit of him and put together all the things that I found out after he had left to have more of a relationship with him than I did when he was alive. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but um, it was actually easier 
to do the healing work with my dad because he was no longer here. So um, thank you, Lonise. And I know Lonise is, has lost a parent recently. And so um, for those of you who have lost a parent, I just saw another Facebook friend as I was scrolling through who just lost her mom. And through this time of losing a parent, it's, it's never, like you can never be prepared for it. There's nothing that prepares you for that moment. And this brings us exactly to the celestial moon this month. I feel like with the celestial chakra, this is really, this is different than the veil. And I want to explain these differences. So with the stellar gateway, this is really connected to May um, and October 31st. So uh, November 1st, October 31st, Halloween, and then May Day. So it's May Day as well, because in the Southern Hemisphere, they are then having their Halloween. And so we get two times of year where the veil or the stellar gateway, this gateway that accesses us to the other realms where we can connect with those ancestors, the beings on the other side of this veil is very easy. The celestial chakra is different. How? Because it includes not just our ancestors, but it includes the angelic beings, the light beings, our spirit guides. This includes the aspects of um, really seeing and being with our team. So that can include gods and goddesses. This can include the actual celestial bodies, Pleiades, if this is where your home is. This can include um, the sun and the moon. So this is including the celestial bodies as well as the whole of our, of our, of our guides, all of our guides. I saw this really cool thing the other day. Somebody makes them, they're like mandalas. Um, and they are these beautiful representations of the 2,400 Blakely. Sorry, my sister's calling me. Um, the 2,408, I believe something around there. I don't quote me on that number, but the, of what we have of just grandparents back 11 generations. So in 10 or 11 generations, um, you know, there's two, our two parents, and then there's four grandparents, and then eight grandparents, and it goes back. Eventually, there's 2,000 and something total of them in just 10 generations. Think about that in and of itself when you're talking about a celestial support team of thousands of elders and grandparents. And while some of them are from the newer consumeristic um depletion, unworthiness generation that has come, some of them are still connected to the culture and the nature that they had. They wouldn't have been completely deprogrammed. And so I want to like offer that as just if spirit beings and angels or goddesses and gods and celestial entities and light beings you're like I don't know about all that <laughs> it's just a little some of you are going to be full on board with this but some of you are going to be like I don't know about that then just know that you have 
when the, when the Bible is, I mean, because I was raised in the church, this is kind of where my brain goes to, but in the Bible, when it would talk about these sea of angels, like when they would appear to people, they would be a celestial sea of, of light beings, of angels. And these angels were frightening. I mean, winged balls with thousands of eyes and angels are not human form whatsoever. I mean, angels are terrifying creatures that are described in the Bible. And so if you look at how we often depict angels, it is nothing close to how they were actually depicted. We have personified them in a way that makes them very accessible, makes them look like a strong, handsome man that is wielding a sword. Not, not the case, not the case. And so that's off the point. But <laughs> if we can focus on over 2,000 grandparents alone, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, grandparents alone, a sea of over 2,000 of them walking with us that are eagerly like, she hasn't called us in a long time. I wonder if she knows that she could just do that. Oh, leave her alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're just up there like watching our journey going, man, in my 83 years, I had a lot of that. Oh, I was hoping they'd avoid it. Yes, yes, they do. They do want us to avoid. Think about how much better if you have children, how much more you want them to have whatever you're passionate about. For me, freedom. I want my children to be able to do whatever they want to do without the institutionalized mandates and constructs that the world tells you that you have to go through these pathways to get there. For me, that is how I want my children to be raised. I don't want them to think that they have to do anything or be anything other than their own magical selves to get through this world, and they're going to do it fantastically. You probably have your own things. I've heard of so many people that, you know, immigrants that come over here and they're just like, I just want more for my kids. I want them to thrive. I want them to have success or a degree or whatever it is, whatever's important to them. All of these grandparents wanted better for their own children and their own children and their own children and us. And so why wouldn't they give us tips and pointers and directions and guidance along the way if we merely asked them? The, the whole ask and you shall receive. Why are we not asking for help? And this is what the celestial moon really is all, all about. This lunar cycle is going to take us all the way right past winter solstice. And I find it so amazing. I just got goosebumps like this. E, my favorite, favorite, favorite. This is going to be one of my favorite lunar cycles because I love winter solstice. I love preparing for winter solstice. I don't like Christmas. <laughs> I don't, I don't do Christmas. I'm not big on gifts. I really suck at gift giving. I'm like, oh shoot, I have to give things. I, I'm not good at it. Gift giving is not my love language. Gift receiving, not my love language. I'm not great at it. It's not something that revs me up. But the, the, the grandmothers 
are, that is their love language. So we get lots of gifts in the mail. But winter solstice, this lights up my being because in our yard, we create a spiral. And we've been doing this ever since my kids were little itty bitties. And I would create a spiral on the ground out of rocks and shells and leaves and cedar and pine. And we each week, traditionally it's with the advent weeks leading up to Christmas, but we lead it up to winter solstice. The first thing that comes is the bones and the rocks and the hard things of the earth. And then um, comes the uh, animals. Nope. Then comes the plants. The plant teachers were here first. So the, it goes in like order of evolution in a way. So first there was the stones and the rocks and the hard shelled things. And then the plant teachers came. And so you can do it in this way too, like the rock teachers, the earth, the mother earth teachers, and then the plant teachers came. And then the animal teachers come the next week. And the animal teachers know far more than we do about how to live in harmony and connection with the world. And then the last week or on winter solstice is when man comes. And we get a imprint or we get a feeling, we get an understanding that we were actually the last ones on the earth. We were the ones that were not here first. We actually have far less knowledge than the animals, the plant teachers, and the earth. And yet we try to control and dominate and them, like, ah, that's backwards. So winter solstice is a way for us to go inwards and remember that our teachers have been here prior to us far, far prior. We are the last ones that have been on the earth. We came much later than everyone else. And how dare us think that we are here to name them and dominate and control them. In fact, we are in here to learn of their names, remember them, create a connection with them and honor them and say, can I use you? Can I be a part of your life? Thank you for holding this earth together, giving us oxygen, giving us food while we just take, take, take. And winter solstice is also an incredible time that we get to remember. We go back through the spiral as we walk through the spiral with our lit candle. We walk through the spiral thinking and contemplating about the past year really like dredging up some stuff of like, ugh, that was a bad idea. Maybe I didn't do some things. Really allowing for yourself to dredge up the past year. Good, bad, ugly, grief, all of it. Then you get to the center and you release it. You release all of it. And when you walk back out the spiral, you're literally gathering up what it is that you want to pick up what it is that you want to continue in what you you know so this would be a great time to ask for guidance this is a great time to say okay on my way out i'm gathering up all of my guides my ancestors the goddesses that i work with all of these beings i'm going to take them into the new year and then also bringing up <clears throat> the word of the year can be found within the winter spiral as well so um, I wasn't quite going to go into all of that. It just seemed to really 
flow. But that is, when you think of celestial beings, it is the spirals, it is the Milky Way, it is the vastness that we can't even begin to fathom. I was watching this documentary the other night, well, Travis was watching it, I was just sitting there. Uh, sometimes I'm doing other things, but I pick up on things. And it was about the solar system and about how the solar system keeps expanding further and further away from each other until eventually it'll be so expanded there'll be nothing in the sky. I mean, this is millions of years, right? But so all the celestial bodies that we have in our sky right now, the 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 space is expanding at such an accelerating rate, there will be a time that you'll look out and there'll be nothing. We won't, we won't be around anymore. But it's a it's an incredible thing to think about that it's like the things are so expansive and this is what we do constantly. We take them all for granted. Like, oh, the stars are always going to be there. My family's always going to be there. This is always going to be there. Not this year. This year, we're going to actually be in complete gratitude for the celestial beings and the celestial bodies that surround us, that give us this. They're just like, we have these gifts for you. <laughs> Would you like them? And we're just saying, no, no, I'm good. I'll do this on my own. And they're like, no, really? We have these amazing gifts. They're, they're just going to help you. They're going to nourish you. They're going to feed you. They're going to make you feel amazing. And we're like, no, 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 I'm good. Thanks so much. But I, I don't take gifts very well. This celestial moon cycle, we are going to receive the gifts of our ancestors. We're going to receive the gifts of our celestial beings the light beings are what my friend krista calls our spirit team um good morning destiny and so through this through this access and through this portal we are going to create space for really being in connection with the celestial aspects and if you get an opportunity to go outside and look at the stars, my goddess, they are just abundant and amazing and so prolific. The cold just makes them shine. You can see the colors that are coming in and with this dark moon right now to step outside tonight and just honor that as many stars as there are in the sky is how many ancestors you have waiting to give you guidance to your question that is keeping you stuck. And so throughout this month, we're going to connect with different entities and different spirit beings and uh, doing different things. So I definitely want to have some Patreon only Facebook lives where we can really dive in. And I want to do um, some like spirit work where we can access different things. So go into the discord channel. If you're a patron, go into the discord channel. Let me know what days work for you. I want to dive into this and I want to do some shamanic journeying and do some fun things like that. So don't let me off the hook. Now that I've said that, go into the discord. Let me know what days work for you around the holidays or whatever. And let's schedule those because I'm really looking forward to that. And this is why I love doing this work. So 
um, let's actually implement this. Lonise, you are officially going to hold me accountable to having these, um, at least two, let's do two this month, Patreon only um, sessions. So please, please, please keep me accountable. Go on the Discord, remind me, set up dates for me. Um, let me know what works. Okay, thank you. Um, so we are here. New moon is here. Fresh start is here. My um, I my rest week. I don't know if your rest week was very restful. My kids were both sick. We've been the kids. We've had this squash wash squash rash uh, since the first of November. They've had ear infections and tummy aches and vomiting and um, runny noses and coughing and oh my gosh! I'm like, okay, thank you universe for letting me know how good I had it. Thank you universe for letting me know how easy and effortless my life has been going. I've been taking all of my time for granted. I hear you. I am ready for the new moon to eradicate all of this and for this to be done in that old moon cycle. And we woke up and I just feel the shift. And it could very much be just my imagination, but I'm hoping you feel it as well, that there is this aspect, there's a gift in the lunar cycles that we get this opportunity to say goodbye, that we get to release those lessons, that aspect. And I'm doing a lot of, it's been interesting doing research on the aspects that these cultures did not see the year the turtle came to the indigenous people and really gave them the calendar and it has 13 um squares on its back and then 28 days in the little ones i have my turtle shell's not in here i think i actually have so i have this turtle shell and you can see it so here there's 28 of these and then there's 13 of these. And these are like the squares on the turtle's back. And so this was their calendar because in North America, it's called Turtle Island. And so all the turtles have this calendar on them. And so when we look at that, this is how they actually got their original 13 lunar cycles make a year. But when we look at some Sumatran or Babylonian or even the early Judeo cultures, their lunar cycles, one lunar cycle was equivalent to one year. And so that creates a huge shift. Um, the indigenous people looked to nature to give them their solid knowings about them. And the turtle had been around. They knew that the turtle was much older and wiser than them because they had just landed on this earth. So they utilized the knowledge of the animals and even more older than the animals were the plants and older than that was mother earth herself. And so there is this, just like the spiral shows us, there's this knowing and these longings of wanting to connect. And when we have these 13 lunar cycles and I am not going to take from what the indigenous people did by naming the moons what they did because I don't have a hunger moon anymore. Um, the coming moon of February or 
January would be a hunger moon when there was very little food, very little animals. They were all deep in sleep. That doesn't make sense to us in our culture. We are a very abundant culture, good or bad. It's at the devastation of many resources, but we don't go hungry anymore. Um, there's food banks on every corner. There's so much abundance. And whether it's nutritious or just leaves us feeling more that we need more, either one can be said. But there is truth in these cultures that looked to nature for their resources versus just having to rely on an outside source that could be vengeful or wrathful like the warrior god of so many cultures. So I, for me, am looking at more nature-based cultures that honor the wisdom of the animals and the plants and the earth to find my own foothold in this world versus looking to an outside source saying, come rescue me, because it's not going to be there. Our ancestors are even going to say, start growing food, start being sustainable. They know, they know how important they've seen the time so much that if you rely on outside influences or outside, outside sources for your sustainability, at any moment they can be taken away. And this is with all cultures, not just indigenous of North America, but look at the Celtic cultures and the um, all of the European cultures that got wiped out by the Catholic Church. And there's so many indigenous and aboriginal cultures that are no longer existent. There's not even a trace of them because that they were sustainable and you cannot control sustainable people. So not that this is some propaganda of my own to promote sustainability, even though that is what I'm passionate about, it always comes through in some way or another, just because I can't simply speak of that which I don't know. For me, sustainability and freedom is of utmost importance to my being, and that's how I feel the most magical and connected. So it automatically comes through in what I do and teach. And it's, again, not a judgment for anybody else in the way that they're living, but I can't teach anything other than what I'm doing and what I know and I can't reframe my brain and my energy to match other people's to connect on a level that they're doing and living because it doesn't work. That's not how, that's not what we're meant to do. We're meant to stay in our energetic vibration and then create intimacy from there, not lowering or raising ourselves, but being in a, in a way that we can connect intimately. I hope that made sense. So anyway, celestial chakra with a turtle shell to guide us. And what an incredible way to come to an end of the year with this last lunar cycle of 2022 and to come to a realization that each new moon, we have an opportunity to create our own new moon resolutions. Ooh, I love it. Okay, I'm writing that one down too. Because if we only save them for the new year, we don't do them because who really wants to start something new when it's 20 degrees outside in January? Not me. I would like to start a resolution of sitting by the fire for the month, like writing all month, but that's not something that is sustainable in the hot humidity of the summer when at the very crack of sunshine, I want to get up and go sit in the river all day. Um, I guess there's a theme. I just want to sit around all day. <laughs> 
there it is. Those are my New Year's resolutions. I would like to sit around writing, sit around in a river. That is my life. There we go. And then I frolic and pick plants here and there. <laughs> I guess I can make my New Year's resolutions in January. But you get what I'm saying. We have the opportunity every month to create space to really create our reality and it, it gives us an opportunity that I think so many of us feel stuck like oh I've got to wait for the new year to really start fresh and with the lunar cycles it really gives us this gift every month to say you know what that's not working let's just bury that let's let that go let's release that and let's start fresh next month or next lunar cycle and this gives us this open and then this way to constrict and feel what we've just let let in and if we don't like the way that it feels what we just left in we can open it back up and let it go and let something new in try that on integrate it Ugh, not quite right I'm going to open that up get more insight and then through this whole celestial aspect we can really connect to our ancestors our guides the angels um, the gods or goddesses if you so go in that direction but really creating a full spectrum of aspects that we can connect with in a way that leaves us not hungering for more, needing more outside of us, but looking within and connecting with all the celestial bodies that are truly just sitting on the edge of their seats, waiting for us to ask for their guidance. And I'm going to end with uh, what, how that kind of came to me. So my son, he had <clears throat> an ear infection this past week, um, you know, blowing nose. We've, I've been doing allergy and sinus with him and respiratory and uh, onion slices on the ear and the whole, the whole thing. And um, the week prior to that, he had been fevering. I mean, I just, I know his kidneys he has some kidney stuff going on. So I know his kidneys have been inundated with a lot of stuff and us eating Halloween candy for two weeks after Halloween did not help that, which we've never done. We always, the switch, which takes it and takes it out of the house so that we don't sit there consuming sugar for weeks and weeks. And we did that this year, which is why we are not feeling great. So there's always a, a reason, but, uh, through all of this, he was sitting there and he was just in agony, tears running down his face because of his ear infections. And I just, I finally got like a tap on my shoulder. Like, why don't you call in his angel? And my son and I both know the names of our angels, which is if this is something that you would like to do, you'd like to learn the name of your angel. We can have uh, maybe a Patreon only session about that or any other of your guides. I love doing things like that. So I called in his angel. And I told Zion that I was calling in his angel. And he's like, yes, 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 of course. So I asked his angel to crawl into his ears and pull out the infection. And then I was like, you know, why would I just leave it to his angel? So I called in my angel. I called in my guides. I called in my ancestors. I have these two beautiful, uh, very ancient uh, from one of the root families that were first on the, the earth. And they came and I could just see him surrounded and within seconds I mean I'm calling all of these in and he and Zion's like oh I just moved my jaw and I popped and it, all the pain went away and I just went and it, it it's making me emotional right at this moment because they were just waiting like 
you don't have to do this on your own. You don't have to struggle. You, you can be sustainable. You can be in freedom, but you don't have to struggle anymore. You don't have to like crawl through the muck. We can literally lift you up over all of this stuff. We're just waiting. And so that's why it's so important to have this celestial lunar cycle so that we can truly remember that as we go into the darkness of the darkest months ahead of us, that we're not doing so alone. We're not here. That they, if we don't feel like we can keep our lights going on our own, they can at least sit there and bring in tender and bring in warmth and keep our lights going with us rather than us constantly struggling in this process, in this journey that can be very lonely, that it doesn't need to be that way anymore. So thank you for joining me. I'm very excited about this next lunar cycle. And I'm like bursting with the aspects of really allowing and receiving and being in a space of what gifts can we give to our ancestors. And I think the greatest gift is receiving their guidance, is not being so stubborn to outside help, but to really allow for this lunar cycle to open up our willingness to receive and not just commercially or consumeristically material things, but really opening us up to receive what is waiting for us in this vast realm of dimensional living that we can't even begin to fathom. So have a beautiful, magical day. Um, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So I will go live tomorrow um, and we will do a Thanksgiving address. Um, I'm reading uh, Braiding Sweetgrass and I will just be on here reading the uh, Thanksgiving address that she presents. Um, it's from an indigenous, it's from the indigenous cultures that they started each of the day with Thanksgiving or whenever they gathered. And that will be tomorrow's session. So I hope you have an absolutely magical day. And remember, if you're getting stressed out about what all the things that you need to do, ask your, your team to come in, your guides to come in, your ancestors to come in and allow for you to remember recipes or to be in just sweet love and support. Blessings.